0: I wonder where Storytrain will lead us this time. We're entering the Rainbow Tunnel. Hold on everyone, it's off to far, far away. This is so exciting. Just on the other side of the short rainbow tunnel lies our destination. That was quick. We're already at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. We're in a shoe shop with some lovely, fancy shoes. I wonder who we will meet here. Today's story is about a little girl who learns that kindness is beautiful. It's called The Red Shoes. There was once a little girl named Karen, who was very pretty, but so poor that in the summertime she always went barefoot. And in winter, she wore large wooden shoes, since that was all her father could afford. The wooden shoes made her little ankles red and sore. In the village, the shoemaker would see Karen hobbling about in her uncomfortable wooden shoes and decided that he would gift her a new pair. So he found a couple of old pieces of red cloth and made Karen some proper, well-fitting shoes. Karen was delighted and she knew, she just knew that the red shoes would change her life. It wasn't long before her feelings started to materialize. Of course, Karen thought that the shoes would change her life for the better. But as we all know, life never quite unfolds as we expect. As Karen was walking through town, a large old carriage rolled by, and in it sat a large kindly old lady. She looked at the little girl and pitied her. The woman found out where Karen lived with her father. She learned that Karen's mom had passed away, and that her father was struggling to care for her. So she said to Karen's father, Give me your little girl for a while, and I will take care of her. Well, Karen thought it was all for the sake of her beautiful red shoes that the old lady had taken an interest in her well-being, but that turned out not to be the case at all. In fact, the old lady was very old-fashioned and said that Karen's red shoes were positively frightful, and so they were burnt, and Karen was dressed very neatly in plain colors. She was taught to read and to work, and people told her she was very pretty. But every time Karen looked in the mirror, she thought to herself, Why, you are more beautiful than this. You should wear red and lovelier things. It is a shame to be dressed in such plain colors. It happened one day that the queen traveled through Karen's village, and she brought her little daughter, the princess, along with her the little princess stood in the carriage dressed in white at a window for everyone in the crowd to see her the princess didn't wear a gold crown but on her feet were pretty red shoes much prettier ones indeed than those the shoemaker had made for little Karen more than a year before nothing in the world could be compared to these red shoes and Karen was terribly jealous The kindly old lady who had taken Karen in had an upcoming party to take her to, so Karen was told that she was to have a new dress and new shoes. But the lady no longer had quite so much energy as she had the previous year when she took Karen in, so she instructed her driver to take Karen to the dressmaker and the shoemaker and let her choose her own clothing within reason. When Karen arrived at the shoemaker's shop, he took the measure of her little foot. Large glass cases full of neat shoes and shining boots were fixed around the room. Karen gasped with pleasure. Amongst the shoes were a pair of red ones, just like those worn by the princess. Oh, how lovely they were. They are of polished leather, said the shoemaker. See how they shine. "'Yes, yes, they shine beautifully!' exclaimed Karen. And as the shoes fitted her perfectly, they were bought. When Karen returned home, and the old lady saw that she had purchased red shoes, oh, she was quite upset. "'Red is not a suitable color for a proper event. Not at all!' the old lady fussed and fussed. "'Why, the bishop will be in attendance, for goodness sakes! Whatever will he think?' But the party was that evening, and the shops had closed by now, so Karen wore her red shoes despite the old lady's disapproval. At the party, which was a stuffy adult event, everybody looked at her feet. Karen was delighted. She only thought of her shoes as she walked amongst the guests. She only thought of her shoes as she nibbled on her biscuit, and she only thought of her shoes as the bishop raised a disapproving eyebrow as she skipped past him without so much as a greeting. Karen thought only of her red shoes. The old lady was very vexed by Karen and her red shoes and her behavior at the event. She told Karen that they were quite unsuitable and that from now on she must wear her old black shoes. But the thing is that it's quite hard to go back to wearing black shoes when you have such fabulous red shoes. At least it was for Karen. So the next weekend, when the old lady called Karen downstairs to join her with her friends for tea, Karen looked first at the red shoes in her closet, then at the black ones, then at the red ones again, and put them on. In the sitting room, one of the old lady's friends stared at Karen's shoes more than any other guest. She did not look at all happy. "'Young lady,' she said, "'I saw how the bishop looked at your shoes last week. I see how those shoes have turned your head. And I don't like them. Not one little bit. Those may be pretty little dancing shoes.' And with that, the woman spat on Karen's lovely shoes as if to curse them. So you'd better take care, would hate for them to slip off when you dance. And with that, the woman stood with a flourish and left the tea party. Karen was stunned, as was the kindly old lady she lived with. Well, I don't like the red shoes, but that was quite a reaction to Karen's naughtiness, I must say, the old lady marveled. But then they all decided to think nothing more about it, and Karen enjoyed a muffin. The next day, Karen slipped out of the old lady's house to enjoy a walk in town on her own before doing any chores. Naturally, as no one had seen her slip out, she was wearing her red shoes again. As she was skipping along the cobblestone streets, the woman from the tea party saw her and exclaimed loudly in her direction, "'Well, well, well, look who it is, Little Miss Red Shoes. I'll bet they are perfect for dancing.' And with that, the unsmiling woman clapped her hands once and disappeared up the street. Suddenly, Karen felt a strange sensation and simply could not help herself. She felt she must dance. And after she had begun to dance, her feet continued to move as if the shoes had received power over them. She danced around the village. She could not stop. A man selling oranges saw that Karen was struggling, so he helped her hold still enough to throw the red shoes from her feet. Whew! Karen was quite tired once the shoes were taken off, and she was pleased to give her feet a rest. Once she got back to the old lady's home, she soaked her feet and then worked barefoot for the rest of the day. She wondered if she would ever dare to wear her red shoes again. But as the days passed... Karen could not help going to look at her beautiful red shoes in her closet every now and then. The old lady who had taken Karen in and given her a comfortable life became very ill, and she laid in bed moaning. The doctor came around to check on her and said she would not live much longer. She certainly needed careful nursing, and who else should be her nurse and constant attendant but Karen? Karen. After all, the old lady had been there for Karen in her time of need. Surely it was Karen's turn to be there for the old lady. But there was going to be a grand ball in the village and Karen was invited. Karen looked at the old lady on her deathbed. And she looked at the red shoes longingly. She put the shoes on. Oh, because surely there could be no harm in doing that at least. But then the red shoes looked so good on her feet that Karen decided she would go to the ball, just for a little while, of course. But Karen had taken a big misstep. For when she went to the ball in her red shoes and began to dance, she found that she was not in control. When she wanted to move to the right, the shoes took her to the left. And when she would try to dance up the room, the shoes danced down the room, danced down the stairs, through the streets, through the gates of the town, and out. Dance Karen did, and dance Karen must, straight out into the dark woods. Something all at once shone through the trees. Karen thought at first it must be the moon's bright face shining blood red through the night mists. But no. It was the woman from the tea party who had spat on her shoes. She sat there, nodding at Karen and repeating, Only look what pretty little dancing shoes. Only look what pretty little dancing shoes. Karen now knew for sure she'd been cursed for her vanity and was very much frightened. She tried to throw off her red shoes, but she could not unclasp them. She hastily tore off her stockings, but the shoes she could not get rid of. They had, it seemed, grown onto her feet. Dance Karen did, and dance Karen must, over field and meadow, in rain and in sunshine, by night and by day. Oh, by night, that was most horrible. Her shoes danced her into the lonely churchyard, but the dead there danced not, for they were at rest, and Karen envied them in her tiredness. Mercy, cried Karen, but no one heeded her plea anywhere she went, for the red shoes never let her stop dancing long enough to have a conversation. Many days and nights passed, endlessly dancing. One morning, Karen danced past a door she knew well, the church entrance. She heard singing from within, and presently a coffin strewn with flowers was carried out. Karen saw the guests in attendance at the funeral, and knew that her kind old lady friend was dead. And she felt wretched and forsaken. She cried out, My beloved friend, who took me in when I needed help and cared for me as her own child, she is gone. Oh, and I failed to be there for you at the end. Oh, I am so sorry, so terribly sorry." With Karen's heartfelt apology and recognition, a rainbow appeared over the funeral, and suddenly the red shoes slid off her feet, giving her peace from constant dancing at last. She had been released from the curse. Karen was no longer vain. She donated her fancy red shoes to charity and focused on her actions rather than her appearance from that day forward. After all, the greatest beauty comes from within. It's time for us to head back to Pflugerville. Here comes the Rainbow Tunnel. Come back and see me again. You never know where the story train will take us. And if you like stories, search for Go Kid Go wherever you listen and you'll find lots of great adventures. See you next time.